so one might say instead of when life gives you lemons, like life gives you a peach, maybe. <laughs> David Hinsley's my nominee for Dog of the Week. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian LaLima, Apollo Dez, producer Josh here with you. We're recording on Easter. Happy Easter to everyone out there listening and watching us. Hope everyone has enjoyed the weekend with their family, their friends, their loved ones. Hope everyone's been safe. Eat some good food, drink some beer, watch some Astros, uh, stave off another sweep. They played the Twins today. They won. Hunter Brown pitched his ass off. Uh, boys, it's a little tough sledding right now, but again, it is early, so we got that going. And the ALS isn't very good so far this year, but uh, yeah, tough sledding. So I guess we'll just start there. Can't lose the World Series in in April. Not really, not really worried. Confirm that, Josh. Yeah, I think so. I think we can. Uh, uh, do my research. Yeah, you cannot. Can't good. lose it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I feel like. The vibes on uh, on social media shouldn't be as like doom and gloom. Like we as fans should be having a World Series hangover. We should not be caring. We should still be shit talking. We should be shit posting and talking about the World Series, not worried about the day to day. But the losses haven't been that great. I'll tell you what, I'm tired of tired of strikeouts and yeah, and tired of seeing it. But uh, look, the guys are gonna the guys are gonna bounce back. Like. Like I'm not worried. Like we were, let's go beat up on Pittsburgh. Like we need, we need to beat up on Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're kind of tough this year too. So yeah, <clears throat> they just this might be a benefit to the Astros. They just lost O'Neill Cruz today. Yeah, that sucks, he, uh, man. Fighting in the home, a little collision. He uh, fractured his ankle. Um, you talk about the strikeouts. Well, coming into today's game, game three of the series. The Astros hitters struck out 33 times combined in the last two games, which is a franchise record for a two-game span. The previous record was 31. Like, like, and we saw it uh, in one of the games, in game two, where Stanek came in and Martin Maldonado, I think it was either game one or game two, whatever game it was, they lost in extras on the walk-off. Maldonado was having a tough time literally catching the baseball. And so when that happened – and then also you mix in all the strikeouts. The first thing that I thought was, man, either the batter's eye is really, really tough to see at target field yeah. or like the shadows and the glare, like something has to be going on because it's not very mm-hmm. often we see Maldonado look like he got crossed up when they never got crossed up. Yeah, and it, it doesn't help that Stanek's throwing 101. Right, right, there's that as well. So then you see all the strikeouts, the, the pass balls. It's just like, dude, what is going on? So still like, so many strikeouts uh, in those two games. I don't. I don't. I've got actually got the box score here in front of me. So let's see what they had today. And you know what's uh, wild about it? Why? Why you think seven calculated seven today? Yeah. So they cut it in half at least. Dubon and Maldi. Dubon only has one strikeout on the year. Um, I don't know if MLB.com is updated for today's game, but the other one is Maldi with only four. Wow. So the two guys that get beat up a lot on the internet aren't <laughs> aren't you know like they're not the the prime suspect. Obviously, there's you know the double play factor and, and their OPS, whatever it is. But speaking about the pandemic of strikeouts, they're not they're not patient zero. So th- that means the other guys that are are absolute you know silver sluggers, all stars, potential VPs, they're gonna it's gonna go the other way. They're gonna be on fire. So it's just baseball. It finds it finds its way, and I think a lot of it was the pitch clock, 
right? I, I a lot of the guys early on seemed uh, sped up a little bit. It seemed not comfortable, especially when the strikeouts come in bunch. It almost felt like watching uh, Ryan and the other pitcher for the Twins that when they were starting to stockpile the strikeouts, like they were like the old NBA jam, like when they heat up, you know, like yeah. it just seemed Gray. like they were on fire. Yeah. Sunny gray. Uh, it just seemed like they were on fire literally on the mound. So it's baseball. It happens. Just yeah. kind of sucks going through it right now. Yeah. Jose, but, Jose, Jose Abreu has had a hit in every single game this season. Dude, 10 game hitting streak. Uh, Dubon, Strong. Dubon two for four today. He's hitting three Oh four on the season. Chaz McCormick in the leadoff spot, two for uh, five. With, a, with an opposite field home run, a little oppo taco. Dusty Baker, after the game uh, today, said, hopefully this will be a lineup we can stick with for a while and they can produce. As long as they produce, we'll try to get as much mileage out of this as we can. Chandler Roma, the Houston Chronicle, tweeted that out. So you wow, look at Dusty, Dusty sticking with a lineup. For yeah, a so, so you look at this lineup. It was Chaz McCormick leading off, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, Tucker, Pena, Corey Jolks, Yanir Diaz and Mauricio Dubon. I really, really like what Corey Jolks has done so far this season as a rookie. One for four today, hitting 304. Uh, he's had some pretty good at bats, so I would like to see him in the lineup a little bit more um, between him and Hensley and whoever, I mean, whatever lineup you can kind of configure with Alvarez. Look like, yeah, Alvarez was the DH today. So as long for me, as long as Chaz McCormick. Is the everyday center fielder? I'm gonna be fine with it. Yeah, uh, I, are we are we sitting here three months from now talking about an uh, all star case for Chaz McCormick? We might be. I think he's like, the only out of the whole like the different lineup battles that are going on right now. He's the only clear answer. Like he should clearly be the center fielder. The Dubon Hensley second base stuff is kind of up in the air, but yeah, he should be the center fielder. Well, if Dubon keeps producing, then there's no way that you take him out of the lineup, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel like you just have to, what Desi said, have a lineup and go with it and then rotate your guys in and out. Just get some sort of uh, momentum going. I mean, obviously, you want positive momentum, but you got to give these guys, you know, their starts and, and get them rolling a little bit. And uh, hit, Hitting's contagious, and, and once one guy starts doing it, it's, the other guys are going to follow suit. Can, can you guys remember a time where we saw a lineup from the Houston Astros, regardless of what it was, strike out as much as we've seen this past series? Maybe like the, the Carter days? Yeah, the I, Carter, the 20, like, Wallace. The, like the 2015 <laughs> team that was yeah. like boomer bus. Yeah. But, I mean, other than the only boom coming out of the lineup right now is Jordan Alvarez and, and Kyle Tucker. Like, they, I think they're – uh, they both have three home runs at six in the team. Everyone else is Chaz has two. Chaz has two. Pena has two, and that's it. So, um, a lot of busts, not a lot of boom. But look, Jordan Alvarez right now has fourteen RBIs, uh, OPS nine seventy nine. I mean, that dude just one hundred and twenty RBIs on the end of the year. I don't know. Like, I fourteen's a ton already. I mean, 14, What game, what's their uh, – the Astros are 4-6, and six, 10 games in, and he's already got 14 RBIs. Yeah. I mean, 14 every 10 games, that's ah, – I don't even – I'm not that's good at math. I'm that's not good at math. Yeah, that's a lot we of – We don't come here to play school. We don't come here to play school. Um, no. But, yeah, I, 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 think, I think those guys are, 
or he looks actually Jordan looks like he's about to punch you from behind on Apollo HU.com. Right. Yeah. Look at that. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like the panic is, is uncalled for right now. If we're sitting here at the end of the month and I even, I think we said it on, on the podcast where we're like the Astros could very well be 500 at the end of April. Like we, we called it before the season started in our preview. I was like, I, this schedule's tough. Yeah. It really is. And, and so maybe the Astros need to play like the Rays and the Braves that are coming up and, and play up to, you know, the level that we expect them to do. Yeah. And, and I know I personally said like going into this season with Lance McCullers on the IL, Michael Brantley, not being ready, Jose Altuve on the IL. I said, after the first 30 games, if they are at least 16 and 14, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, especially with the AOS, we talked about it offline, right? The AL West is uh, playing down, and so it's not like the Rays are out nine and zero in our division. It's it's still all jumbled. So we have that on our side. Obviously, I don't think the Mariners and the Angels or the Rangers are going to lose to the Twins and the Tigers like we did. So we'll have to win games somewhere else. Um, but right now, you can just be like, "Hey, we're playing like shit," but so is the division. We get hot, like Josh said, off air, like. One four-game win streak. We're sitting in first place up, you know, two games in the division. Right. <clears throat> and then there's some uh, – Dana Brown was on the pregame show uh, today before the game on 740 KTRH, and he gave an update on Altuve, Brantley, and McCullers. Yeah, little, little plug. Yeah, that's nice. 740 fill, me, fill me in on that. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. Uh, Jose Altuve is still rehabbing, has good movement in the thumb area. He's coming along. Michael Brantley is swinging a bat, feeling good. Preference is to take things slow with his return. He will need a Sugarland stint before returning to the big league club. Uh, Lance McCullers is still on flat ground. Next step is getting to a mound. It's going to take some time uh, around Altuve return or later. So, and Dana Brown, we had him on our show on the Sean Salisbury show um, this past Wednesday. And he told us the same, that the idea was to take it very, very, very slow with Lance McCullers. So, I mean, this is what the Astros have. And if you get outings like you got from Hunter Brown today, wow. then I mean, my goodness, man. Like, that's the Hunter Brown that we have, like, like longed for. Meaning, a, a rookie that comes up and dominates pretty much every outing. And that's, I mean, if you can get that from him every time, which I, you know, I, we know how baseball goes, right? It's not going to happen. But, my goodness, man, he looked nasty today. And he was efficient with his pitch count, too. I think the other, the other thing is the the easy low-hanging fruits like the Verlander comp, right? Because he's from Detroit. He has the same same damn wind-up. Everything likes it. But his stuff plays like Framber Valdez. He gets weak ground balls all the time. Yes, he has the punchies because he throws 100, 102. But uh, Chandler just put a put a nice article out. And then the guys at, I think it was Fangraphs or, or Baseball or whoever it was, they, they put it out earlier this year that, Hunter Brown is more framber than Justin Verlander. And so he came out and I'll did what you that. had to do, stop the bleeding, and get a big time win. And seven innings, and it saved the damn bullpen. The bullpen's yeah. been pitching their asses off and their arms into the ground. It seems like the whole first 10 games of the season. So uh that was a huge, huge probably breath of fresh air. And hopefully hopefully the the kid gets a, a nice steak dinner for some of those arms. Yeah, seven innings pitch, two hits, one run, and it was not earned. Two walks, seven strikeouts, uh, 97 pitches in seven innings. So pretty damn efficient. What an outing. 
Then obviously Brian Abreu came in, struck out three. Ryan Presley comes in and uh, has a clean inning, and they get the W to to get back in the uh, get back on the winning side of things. And you look at the uh, AL West right now. The Rangers are leading it with uh, a five and four record. Then the Angels at five and four, Astros at four and six, Seattle at four and six, and the Oakland A's at two and seven. So yeah, not good baseball being played out of the AL West. You look at the Rays though. I mean, my God, like the Rays are nine and zero. Oh. Their run know. differential is plus fifty seven. Plus fifty. That's that's ass whooping. Nine and zero. Oh. Yankees at six and three. Toronto at six and four. Boston at five and four. Orioles at four and five, the Twins six and three. Um, I'm just going to go down. Then I went through the AL West. I'm just we're just going to stay on the AL side of things. But yeah, the Rays are uh, out to a uh, a phenomenal start, to say the least. My God, nine and zero with a plus fifty seven run differential is insane. Honestly, the the Astros sitting where they are, I'm I'm, I'm okay with because it could have been a lot worse. Like if we look back at that White Sox series, uh, winning those two games felt like we we stole. So like. I'm just glad the the AOS is is kind of getting out of a block slow and look the Astros are notoriously s- slow starters. The uh, I'll just say it, the Rays are a problem just so we can start that start no. that going. No, I'm just saying just like so we can maybe no. reverse course. I'm just saying we can reverse course. Like maybe I'm trying to stop the Rays. I, well, I just <laughs> I, I just wish you would just ditch that saying altogether. Okay, maybe I don't know. No, no, but don't, but don't. Like I want you to, but then I don't because then it it, it, it takes, works. It, it takes away talking points for us. <laughs> uh, I mean, my bad takes. You know, uh, you know, so yeah, they're uh, they're pretty damn good. What is what is something that you guys saw that has not surprised you, but um, kind of shocked you with this team so far with, with the Astros or any, anything across the league. Just uh, before we, uh, so far in the in Major League Baseball, it's it's the Rays. Okay, I mean it, it's the Rays, literally nine and zero. Like I, I, you know, we always talk about the Rays as they're like a gnat at a barbecue, right? They just don't go away. They always kind of hang around, hang around, figure out ways to win, and they're always right there in the playoff hunt. But to come out and be nine and zero with that run differential, and you know me, I'm a big stat guy, big stat nerd, big and so to be. A, a plus fifty-seven run differential, like yeah, that's uh, that's pretty damn shocking to me. Like I, I mean, as of right now, they're on pace to go one hundred sixty-two and zero. The the math is yeah. math. Just saying, the math is mathing on that one, boys. Nine and zero. Did y'all think the Rays were going to start out this hot? No, I, 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 yes, I thought they were. I, I thought they'd be. I thought. I think that I said they're the best team in the in the East. I didn't think they'd be nine and zero and. Just look like a, a juggernaut this early. Ah, man, that's that's the shocking part for me. Um. <laughs> I, I think one of the big things that has happened is kind of like the randomness in the game where I feel like, I don't know if it's a, like a pitch clock thing or just the way baseball is right now and everyone's just not sped up, but it seems like once a team gets rolling on offense, like a, a rally, two or three runs an inning, it turns into like six or seven. Like, and I don't know if it's due to the pitch clock because there's limited, you know, visits. There's, there you can't really stop the bleeding. Yeah, yeah, pitcher doesn't have time to like take a breath and like. Well, that yeah. was the whole, that was the whole point of this, of these new rules, more offense. Yeah, and and like, I, I, watching baseball across the league, I'm just like, oh man, this kid is just like, 
stuck in the deep end by himself with like sharks in the water. Like it, it's, and, and you, it's crazy. And you can't even you can't even get the like double play to get you out of the inning because the runner gets on first, he's stealing second, and then yeah. back in or, runners' position. Or a ball that was previously uh, an out in the shift or whatever, you know, squeaks through. That guy's now it's now that guy's on, then a ball in the gap, and then it's all over again. You're just kind of like stuck. So that's just one thing I saw over the last you know ten games where games can get out of hand very quickly. Like it feels like MLB the show. Like sometimes the games it's like, oh shit, I'm down six nothing now. Yeah, um, it's, that's just something I've observed. Yeah, and that's that's literally what Rob Manfred wants: more runs, more balls put in play, more home runs, more scoring, more base runners, more stolen bases. It's all. Everything that they want with all these rules, and we're seeing it here early. Yeah. I thought the same thing. It's like usually, usually a pitcher can get in trouble, maybe give up a run or two, but next thing you know, ground ball to shortstop, double play, inning over, you stop the bleeding, you get back in the dugout, right? Yeah. It's just not not really the case, man. It's 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 crazy. Like, game around what game I was watching earlier this week, and uh, it was kind of it was in the American League. I can't damn it, I can't remember. Might have been the Mariners, but they were going through an inning. And, and shit, you could tell, started to roll downhill against them. And there was a ball hit up the middle. And if the shift was legal, oh, it's a tailor-made double play. I mean, right to whoever is shifting on that side of the bag. Boom, third baseman covering second or whatever the case is, shortstop, inning over. And it just kept going and kept going. And I was like, man, dude, like, that sucks. Yeah. Next it, thing it you know, like six, seven, eight, nothing. I know it's everything you said, but I saw it. And I was like, well, I mean, that makes sense. This is what Rob Manfred wants, and this is what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was real interesting. And and the other side, I think we saw that with Hunter Brown Even, on his very first start with all the walks. Yeah. And it kind of just kind of spiraled, and it was a tight zone. And the next thing you know, bases loaded, he got pulled. Uh, so it was very uh, pleasant to see today him just be dominant, him go out there like an alpha and just be like, you can't hit me today. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of alpha – Ooh. You guys do the first dog of the week? First dog of the week. Are ready to do it? I'm ready. Do we, <laughs> do we stop that graphic or that video that we filmed that we're going to plug yeah. in like right Yes. Now? Plug that video. All right. Well, uh, yeah, it's time to give away our weekly dog of the week here on Beyond the Diamond podcast. I'm going to let you guys go first. I think we all know who it is, but uh, first 10 games of the season. First 10 games. Uh-huh. Annual, not- weekly, inaugural, right? dog of the week, fine nominee. Uh, I, I wanted to lean Jordan. I wanted to lean Jose Abreu. I wanted to say Hunter Brown, but that may be recency bias. But I'm going with Mr. Utility Man, David Hensley. Okay. Dog of the week. And why is that? Why yeah, why is that? You know, when when life gives you lemons, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just you have to make lemonade. And right. boy did Hensley make some lemonade. So one might say instead of when life gives you lemons, like life gives you a peach, maybe. <laughs> David Hensley's my nominee for dog of the week. <laughs> uh, we don't even have to go anymore on that. That's it. Yeah. So I mean is that what we're doing? What, 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 what producer Josh? What, what was? What, did you have any other nominees? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, you know, do the that easy answer and just say Tucker, um, just for, you know. Hey, he got tossed today. 
He did get talked. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I'm saying. He he, he showed probably, that dog a little bit. He probably knew that we were recording today and was like, "Hey, I gotta give the boys. I gotta give the boys. Maybe you know, throw my name in the hat." He was he was mad. I've never he's seen him mad. like barking like that. He was barking like a dog. He was a dog. He was a dog. <laughs> he was he was dog. Yeah, he was he was pretty upset, man. I don't think I've ever seen him that show that much emotion in a game before. I mean, yeah, he was pissed. So you're going Kyle Tucker is what you're saying. Well, that was going to be my nominee, but my vote uh, is obviously for David Hensley. I think that's a unanimous dog of the week. And uh, why? Why? <laughs> what are you, no. Nark? Are, are you, you guys Nark? I'm just yeah. saying, he started the season off with 100% fielding percentage. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to I'm going to side with you guys and uh David Hensley is going to be our dog of the week because he started All off right. the season uh yeah, swinging a thousand. I mean, <laughs> just knocking it out of the park, you know what I mean? I just Yeah. A good glove placement, kept it right in front. Um yeah, yeah keep 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 it in front of you. Right. I honestly, I'm gonna write a, I'm gonna write something in the commissioner's office and nominate him for a Gold Glove for this year. Yeah. You would think, you just would for think, the first uh, week, platinum glove. Yeah, his glove was in the correct spot when needed um, to make the play, and he made the play on the right foot. Started off the season swinging it well. Twenty twenty three first inaugural annual. Week one, David Hensley. We've got, we've got, we've got some gift cards. Since it's Easter, we've got an Easter basket for him. We've got yes. some chocolate. We've got a half, bo- a half drunken bottle of wine that we can ship him. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, actually, got- some, some, uh, some gift cards that they give out after the Minute Maid, after the games when the Ashes win. Yeah. Some of those. Yeah. Some some cars, five dollars yeah. pluckers. Yeah, you know, we're a big are. we're a big city wings family. Um, we are. That's true. We've got those as well. We can throw that in the Easter basket. Car wash. Car wash. iTunes gift card. Gold foiled plated black H Town versus everyone shirt for David. It's only a size large. He can give it to someone else. I don't know. It's it's yeah. we're out of stock. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't do drinks. I'm sorry. Can't do drinks. Can't do drinks. Can't do drinks. We're gonna throw it in the Easter basket. We'll get it to him. We'll mail it to him. That's our first dog of the week, David Hensley. Just one more. Just, just. That's it. That's dog it. Of the week. Nice efficient right. episode right there, boys. Nice and clean. Josh, not a, uh, not a lot of punchies. Not a lot of punchies. Josh, I, I appreciate that uh, that backdrop you got going on there, dude. Yep, I was fully prepared. To, to be on this episode. I mean, you made a play. You made a play. Made a play. Made a play. <laughs> yeah. Dez, All right. Dez is in his broom closet. I'm in a living room. Um, so, yeah. Next episode in studio, though. It is in Next. studio. Yeah. And it we'll get. Studio. And uh, real quick, the Astros take on the Pirates Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then they're off Thursday. We're going to be recording Thursday after the Pirates series. Let's go get a sweep, huh? Yeah. I'm we'll a, take per- yeah we need week. a sweep. We need a sweep. Let's see if we can get a sweep. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, hey, happy Easter, everyone. Happy, happy Easter, Easter, everyone. Yeah, that's going to be uh, our Sunday episode. What you got? You giving people high fives? One last, one last thing. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to be at Counter Common in Bel Air drinking our Moonshot beer that Old we made. Moonshot. 
Houston style IPA. If you haven't seen it on socials, we'll we'll drop that below. But uh, come on out. We'll watch the Astros beat the Pirates. I think it's, the game's at five thirty. Yep. Yeah. The first two games are five thirty, and then the old uh, the old eleven thirty five a.m. start on Wednesday. Eleven thirty five tea time start. Gotta nice. love it, dude. Yeah. So come on out. Uh, in all seriousness, um, it's a great beer. No, no bullshit. It's it, they killed it. They absolutely killed it. Dennis and Jaime killed yep. it. Nice. I got I got buzzed on it. You know, Josh had a sip. Josh had a little sip. <laughs> Josh is a big drinker. I forgot. That's yeah. probably you might might want to slow down, dude. It's called a, <laughs> it's called a problem. First champagne at the World Series, and then I had uh, one one sip of beer. You changed, yeah. man. You changed. Slow, slow down, dude. Relax. All right. Well, thank you for watching and listening to Beyond Diamond Podcast. That's Brian, Dez, and Josh. Damn. Thank you for the quick Sunday night episode. We will see you oh, later. Yes, this. Let me actually just cut us off. Just cut us off. <laughs> <laughs>